when you create non-negotiables for yourself, you're practicing being honorable with yourself. This builds trust and confidence. I had to learn how to trust myself again at points in my life. You have to learn to build this relationship of accountability. If you know you will show up for yourself when times get tough, you can't be stopped. There is an unshakable confidence that comes when you can bet on yourself. Welcome to the small business series. I registered my business 10 years ago and I did just about everything wrong for the first six of those years. This podcast is all about failure, perseverance, and mindset, but I wanted to launch this mini series to narrow in on the business side of things. The goal of the Voted Least Likely podcast is to make you feel less alone on your journey, but I also really want to give you tools to achieve your goals and live a fulfilled life while building your dream. So let's dive into some of the tactical tips. In each episode, I'm going to cover a topic that I wish I knew more about when I was just starting, and I'm going to tell you how I failed in it, what I have learned, and then leave you with some resources to dive in further. This series is all about taking action. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in their topics and questions for this business series. There were a few reoccurring themes like money mindset, mentorship, how to scale, etc. I'll be honest, there was a lot here that I am also searching for the answers to. So I'm going to do my best to share my knowledge on the areas I feel comfortable giving advice on. And for the other topics that are out of my expertise, I'm actively looking to bring the right people in that I can interview on the show so we can all level up together. A topic that came up a few times in social media is one I can comfortably talk in depth about. Today, we are talking about mindset. The first step to building anything is mindset. Now, a little background here. I come from a very logical, practical thinking family. There isn't one bit of woo-woo in my family, zero. There was nothing that quote-unquote couldn't be explained. Everything had an explanation, and weirdly, everyone in my immediate family tends to act like they have the only explanation. (laughs) There was no spiritual practice growing up. Everything was measurable. Mental illness, for example, didn't really exist. If it couldn't be measured or seen, it didn't exist. I've shared on this show that I suffered a lot of mental illness as a kid, and so this is an area I still really struggle with, but the attitude I grew up with that 
this isn't real is still really ingrained in me. So I still have a hard time accepting my own challenges. It's something I'm working on. And although I read a lot of woo-woo stuff and I try hard to expand my mind to believe there is a little bit of magic out there, it's hard for me to find balance. I am a very logical person and I do see things in extremes sometimes, but I know there are things we can't see, that we can't explain, that we can use to create a fuller life and to dream bigger than we often allow ourselves when we're in that rigid box. So whatever this is for you, the universe, energy, coincidence, luck, whatever it is, it's part of your reality. I'm a very sensitive person and I feel a lot of things I can't see, therefore they exist in my reality. The reason this matters in business is because it all ties into mindset. Your belief system, how you see the world, how you see yourself, and how you see yourself in the world will affect your business. I've said it before that entrepreneurship is personal development 101. You will be triggered. Your insecurities will come to the surface. You will be faced with shit you didn't even know about yourself that you have to now deal with. One of my biggest insecurities is my lack of education. I dropped out of high school and I got a GED. I've always been the least likely person to succeed because I was the least educated person in the room. So every single business meeting I have had, I assumed the other person is smarter, better, more experienced than me. And sometimes that's true. But looking back, now I can see that wasn't always true. So if I had gotten a handle on my mindset, how I viewed myself, I could have been more open to learning and asking questions, asking for help, or even standing up for myself. I always assumed I couldn't understand, so I just didn't even bother asking so often. That's one of my deepest regrets when I first started. So the areas you want to start paying attention to are these. Number one, how you view yourself. Are you a learner? Are you willing to learn? Ask questions, be uncomfortable, be embarrassed. Is your self-esteem tied to being right? How you see yourself in your life will determine a lot about your success in business. There's no right or wrong here. You just have to be able to look at yourself and be willing to see where you need to improve. This isn't about beating yourself up. Every single person has something to work on. And that's a great thing. Progress is tied to happiness and making progress is one of the most fulfilling things you can do as a human. So business or no business, I recommend starting a journey on self-awareness. And for those of you who think this is self-involved, I'm going to stop you right there. There is nothing more selfless than getting your own shit sorted so you can be there for the people you love in your life, whether that's family members or employees that you need to support. Looking inwards and self-improving improves the lives of everyone around you. Think of the people who have hurt you in your life. Think of the personal struggles they have. We need to change how we view asking for help and working on improving ourselves. It lifts all of us up. Okay, number two. This is the second area I want you to look at. Money. How do you view money? When I said money... What feeling did you have? This is another area I have had to work hard on. 
you were likely brought up with some of the same limiting beliefs around money that I was. In my family, money is something that is hard to make, something that you never spend on anything other than an absolute necessity. It is not something to be lent, borrowed, or gifted. It is a very limited resource, and it is something to work hard to make and hang on to desperately. And this really fucked with me in business. I believed I was good with money because I never spent it. I also thought that being scared of losing money was the same thing as not having it. Here's what I mean. I spent my entire life being scared of spending money. I wasn't a generous person when I had it. I honestly cringe when I think about this. It's something I'm really embarrassed about. There were times in my life when I had savings and I could have helped someone else and I didn't. I have a lot of shame around this. I used to be a terrible tipper. I just couldn't let go of money. When I started my business, I had to really start working through these limiting beliefs and money blocks. When we went through the pandemic and we lost everything we'd ever saved, it was the first time I experienced not having money. And I don't come from money, but I started working at 17 and I only paid for necessities. So I had savings. I didn't travel. I rarely went out. I was just terrified of spending money. And now 2020 came and I lost everything. And it was the best and worst thing that could have happened because we were in a position of real desperation as a lot of people were. And I got to see who was and was not generous and who was and was not willing to help. And I was faced with my own lack of generosity. It was the biggest money lesson. There's a Tony Robbins quote that I always remind myself of that I love. He says, if you won't give a dime out of a dollar, you won't give one million out of 10 million. This quote has really stuck with me because that's very much how I used to operate. And it doesn't mean you should be careless with money. Absolutely not. We all feel a certain way about money. This was my limiting belief that I had to work on, that I'm still working on. You have to figure out yours and see if you need to start changing how you view money. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have a very healthy relationship with it. But we all have a specific relationship to money. It's still something I'm working on and it's still something I really have to catch myself on. And for the record, I am now a very generous tipper. <laughs> I've got a lot to make up for. So I'm a very generous tipper now. And I have really changed how I view money. And if I can help somebody, if I'm in a position to help somebody, I really, really will. Um, I'm able to see money differently now. But money stuff is hard. It's ingrained in us, right? Our first experiences with it really do shape how we view it and the world works on money so if you don't have a handle on how you view it and if you're scared of it it's going to come up not just in business but in life okay the third mindset area I want you to observe is how you view your future do you assume the worst where do you see yourself in five or ten years from now not just that how does it feel we need to have a compelling vision to work towards. I've shared that I assumed I would fail when I first started my business. So my future vision was pretty bleak. It's actually amazing to me that I even kept working on my business when I didn't have much hope it would work out. Some people say you have to be delusional to be an entrepreneur. And I believe that's partly true. You have to assume the best. You have to be optimistic. 
something I've started doing is when a new situation comes up, I am training myself to ask the question, what if it all worked out? Because I have a, a, a dark side, I tend to assume the worst. So it's an area that I struggle. I mentioned I suffered from mental illness as a kid and anxiety and depression were illnesses that I've had experience with since I was nine years old. And those early thoughts and views on the world shaped how I saw my future. The one thing I will say is this, yes, entrepreneurship is a grind and it is full of heartbreak and disappointment, but there are wins on the way. And when you get one of those wins, it just propels you. You get a boost to keep going. You have to take those wins and imagine the future ones that are coming. Goal setting, taking action, reading success stories, surrounding yourself with people who are achieving great things. This all helps shape our future vision to be a positive one. I want you to remember this is all a journey. You don't self-reflect one day and wake up the next as a new person, right? We all have habits we need to adjust and and beliefs we need to change as we go. The thing I really want to keep top of mind here is that you can change and we are always evolving. You guys, I have some very exciting news to share. This year marks the 10th anniversary of Leah Yard Designs. I registered my jewelry brand a decade ago, and I remember it very well. Most of it was done sitting on our apartment floor, finalizing paperwork, and trying to figure out how on earth I was going to build a brand as a high school dropout with zero experience and no money. If you've been with me on this journey, then you know it's been one hell of a ride. There have been a million mistakes along the way, so much so that I ended up starting this exact podcast you are listening to just to confess my many, many failures. It is wild to me to think it's been a decade, and this milestone is something I really want to celebrate with you. We are hosting an anniversary event at our Vancouver studio on July 22nd from 12 to 5 p.m. We are designing an exclusive collection with one-of-a-kind designs. There will be light refreshments available, and we've got a couple other amazing local brands joining us. You can follow the link in our show notes for more details or head to our website, www.leayarddesigns.com, and you can sign up as a VIP member there, and that way you will always be the first to know what's going on, and you'll get the first peek at what we have planned for this very exciting event. I cannot wait to see you and celebrate a milestone I am so proud to have reached. Okay, now for the tactical stuff. I told you this series is all about taking action. I want you to journal on these three mindset areas, how you see yourself, your money mindset, and how you view your future. Let's break it down further. To reflect on how you see yourself, I want you to take a piece of paper and write at the top, I am the type of person who, and then list or freestyle write what comes to mind. I am the type of person who blank. Your values, beliefs, desires, hopes, insecurities, lay it all out. This isn't for anyone else but yourself. So be honest, but be non-judgmental. I want you to look at the empowering statements and the disempowering ones as objectively as you can. Once you have that list, I want you to look at it. 
Are there one's statements on there that make you feel less than valid? Are they true? Sometimes we create stories about our attributes that stemmed from something years ago that isn't even applicable, but we've continued to just retell stories to ourselves and it's just the same story that it's kind of just on repeat. I'll give you an example of my own. I was always told I was too sensitive when I was growing up and I'm a very sensitive person. And this word, the word sensitive had a really negative connotation for most of my life. But I actually love that I'm sensitive. I didn't realize this because I kept telling a story that it was a bad thing. And so every time I felt like I was having a reaction to something and being too sensitive, I turned it against myself as something negative. I just wasn't around people who could relate to feeling the world in the same way. I feel everything. And sometimes that's hard and it's a lot, but I feel everything. So I experience joy, love, friendship, excitement in big ways too. It's not just the bad stuff. And I can use this because when I'm excited about an idea, I work relentlessly on it. I am a machine because I'm passionate, because I feel deeply because of my sensitivity. So look at your list. What beliefs can you change about yourself? What words can you swap out? I now love the word sensitive, but for a while I would say I'm passionate or I'm intense because this fit better into the new story I was telling myself. The word sensitive was disempowering for a while and I had to find ways to take that back and reword it in a way that I could lift myself up. I want you to look objectively at the type of person you believe you are at this time. I want you to look at this person as if it's your best friend who's sharing this version of themselves with you. Be a support for yourself. Once you've looked at it all, without judgment, I want you to make a list of your non-negotiables. Remember, action is how we make progress. Find the things on your list you need to reinforce with yourself. So if you wrote down, I am a person who values health, then a non-negotiable would be that maybe you work out three times a week or you meditate every morning. Whatever habit is going to support that version of yourself that you stated you are. When you create non-negotiables for yourself, you're practicing being honorable with yourself. This builds trust and confidence. I had to learn how to trust myself again at points in my life. You have to learn to build this relationship of accountability. If you know you will show up for yourself when times get tough, you can't be stopped. There is an unshakable confidence that comes when you can bet on yourself. So create your non-negotiables. Don't go crazy here and make a list that is unattainable. This is something that I tend to do. I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. So sometimes when I do these types of processes, I go all out and I list things that it's just too big of a stretch from where I am right now. So these are non-negotiables. Think about how brushing your teeth every day is a non-negotiable. Eating, sleeping, drinking water. You want to start with things you know support your mindset and health, but you don't want to set yourself up for failure by saying, you know, your new non-negotiable is working out every day if you've never been to the gym. 
right? It's a fine line to have high standards for yourself, but to not self-sabotage. Find the right balance that works for you and set your routine. Also, this is an ongoing process. You can always add more, take things away, or tweak things. You just want to set a baseline that will support this version of yourself that is a good version that you feel you are working towards this beautiful life. I also want to give three book recommendations that will help in the three mindset areas we talked about. So for overall mindset, this is a hard one to narrow down, but I will say the one that changed my life was Mindset by Carol Dweck. This book was the first time I realized there was a difference between having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Those were new concepts for me. And I definitely had and often still have a fixed mindset. It's been the biggest challenge in my entire life in every single area of my life. That is not an exaggeration at all. And this book opened my eyes to the possibility of changing this about myself. If that doesn't sound like the book you need, then I would suggest Grit by Angela Duckworth or Relentless by Tim Grover. Both of these books are pretty intense, but I found them incredibly powerful. They're just a real kick in the ass. For Money Mindset, the book that helped to add a little woo-woo to my money beliefs was Money, A Love Story by Kate Northrup. I chose this book originally because it sounded like the exact opposite of how I would normally view and think about money. And I was right. So it was very jarring for me to read. And honestly, I found it uncomfortable because it was so opposite of how I was raised to think of money. But because of that, it really helped. Kate also has some exercises in the book that I found helpful. Again, action is always going to be your winning move here. For working on mindset around your future, this recommendation is also tricky because we're all motivated by different things, but the one book that comes to mind for me, and it's one that I go back to over and over, I actually, I read this book every single year, is High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. It is just a great overview of kind of every area in your life. When I feel stuck or unmotivated, I come back to this book. It's my recommendation for working towards your future because it taps into all the areas. It's very, it's just a holistic process. So I feel like no matter where you're kind of feeling unsettled, this book helps bring you back. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. One final recommendation I'm going to leave you with is going to help with your mindset and this is to create a vision board. I made my first vision board this year. 
I'm actually looking at it right now. It's above my desk in my home office. It has photos and words that have meaning and excitement to me. There's specific goals on there, and then there's more broad or general ideas. And some of these are things I believe I can achieve by the end of this year. Some of them are kind of 10 years down the road, but it's just this overall beautiful visual representation of where I'm headed. This practice helped me find more woo-woo. It's also just a fun way to get started on building a life that excites you. We are all visual creatures and having those images to look towards is motivating. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just find images that really move you and then piece it together. It should be a fun project to do. Um, this is something that's just for you. I found it very personal and private, but you can also do it with a group of friends if you feel you get more out of it as a social practice. Some people find that sense of accountability helpful. I think I would overthink it too much if I was around <laughs> other people. Um, I found it a very private practice, so that's what I that's how I did it. I just did it at home. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend doing that. Again, just having something you can look at. There is something about the visual and just feeling what it would be like in those places or having those things or achieving those milestones. It really helps to keep you excited about the next step. I really want you to make the most of your time, vision and life. We are all capable of so much more than we realize. And my hope is that this little series kickstarts you into really believing that. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can. Judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.